Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Best Regards, Brian. I am super excited today because I have one of my really close friends and buddy from college, Jonathan Wing. Why don't you introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. I'm currently working at Applied Materials as a materials project manager, and I live in Pflugerville, Texas, which is like north of Austin. I recently just got married to my wife, Rebecca, and I have a dog and a cat in our new house that we bought back in uh, 2019. That's awesome. The perfect suburbial life. I can see it now. I'm yes. literally here now, but <laughs> that's awesome. And just jumping into it, when did you start owning a pet and was it your cat or was it your dog first? Yeah. So growing up, I actually was never allowed to own a pet. I think the only pet we have is our fish in the tank, <laughs> but a lot of them died. Um, that's a different story. But I actually got my cat first. His name is Peaches. I actually saved him from a kill shelter up in Dallas. Yeah, I got Peaches end of my fall senior year. So I spent a semester with him and then graduated and I moved out of um, West Campus in Austin. That's awesome. And what's it like, I guess, now owning a cat or like having a pet in college versus like now in the workforce? Like, is that like more responsibility or about the same now that you've you've had him for a few years now so i will say cat overall is very easy to take care of compared to dogs so um peaches never had an issue in college typically i am very busy with my courses and you know studying for exams i probably stay on campus like either a whole day or, you know, half a day, right? And then coming back to my apartment, I'll probably grab something and then feed him and leave. And he never had an issue with that. And now that I'm, you know, having my own place, a lot more room, um, he get to exercise a lot more in the house since he can go up upstairs and downstairs. So that means you didn't have your dog before. So just transitioning, what made you guys really adopt like a, another pet specifically a dog versus like another cat and contrast and compare like the differences between the two because to your earlier point a cat is more chill but uh, I feel like a dog needs more attention right yeah 100 percent. I think for me it's actually really funny I was working you know just regular work day my wife was like hey by the way I signed up to be a foster and I'm like what and she's like, yeah, we're going to go pick up the dogs, you know, this afternoon. And I was like, okay, I guess that's, that's cool. So it was one of those like random days we decided to foster two dogs who were going to be sent to the kill shelter if, you know, no one wanted to foster them or adopt them at that moment. And for us, it was like, we have all the time, we have the bandwidth to take care of a pet and, you know, prevent it from being, you know, euthanized. So we wanted to just try and foster and see, you know, where it takes us from there. And we originally foster two dogs. Their breed are rat terrier. So they're a very mid-sized dog, very obedient, uh, very intelligent breed. And one of them actually got adopted. But my dog, her name is Penelope. She never got adopted for like three months while we were fostering her. So at the end of the three months, we kind of just 
decided that, you know, hey, like, why not just adopt her? You know, she's cute. She loves us and is, is a great addition to the family. That's so sweet. And it's such a great, like, story. And, uh, I mean, I just remember hearing about this and was just, like, so surprised. And I guess for me in college, I was just always focusing on myself and never really thought about getting a pet because I also grew up in an environment where we only had fish and we weren't allowed to have pets. Typical, you know, Asian household. And yeah, I think now that's kind of a topic that's more on my mind these days, like, especially since 2020, you know, there's just been so much downtime and we work Mm -hmm. remote now. And I feel like that leads me to ask, like, for those interested in adopting a pet, what kind of advice or tips would you share with them? For me, I think the biggest factor would be knowing your own schedule. I am not a big proponent of someone, you know, if you're out all day, say, you know, you have a full day of work, right? And you want to go out with friends at night. You know, if you can't give your pets the love and attention they deserve, for me, I will be against, you know, people owning a dog. You might want to pivot more towards cat because cat are more low maintenance. Where dogs, you know, you don't want to kennel them all day. I think a good rule of thumb is you don't want them to be um, by themselves for eight hours or, or more. You want to make sure to, you know, at least, you know, walk them, um, you know, from th- time to time during the day. You, you probably just got to do like once a day, you know, morning or maybe at night too. So twice a day. Depends on your schedule. But if you don't have the commitment to owning a dog, I probably would, you know, advise against owning one and go with a cat since they're easier. That makes a lot of sense. And just going off of that, what's that process of adoption look like for a dog versus cat? And is it like the same throughout the different shelters you've interacted with? Or can you comment on just that general process? I think for me, it's mostly the same. If they have the pets, the kids, the puppies, or older dogs, older cats too, right? They're usually the same. Um, They might provide you more shots um, on their dime versus, you know, have a puppy, you know, they probably got all their shots ready and you will have to take the puppy to the uh, vet yourself to make sure, you know, they are fully healthy on a yearly basis. But the adoption um, process is usually the same. Um, You just got to pay adoption fees and you kind of get a manual, like how to take care of pets, you know, what are some, you know, basic information that you should know. That makes sense. And for those who already own pets, maybe you can advise on like what kind of mishaps or bumps you might have seen throughout owning a pet or how can we be more proactive for those that already own pets to make sure that, you know, their health is good and just general tips for owning pets. I will say one thing that's key is their diet. You want to make sure your pet isn't being overfed. A lot of Americans in general, actually overfeed their pets because the instruction on the food bag actually give you a higher amount so you can go through a food bag quicker so you can make more money. That's what I've heard. And also my sister-in-law is going to be a vet. So that's what she said. You know, generally you want to give them probably 15% less than what is instructed on the food bag. And I always look at ingredients. I think that's also key ingredients you want to make sure you know the first ingredient is always protein i'm not sure about like you know if you want to put your pet through a vegetarian diet 
I'm not sure if that's healthy, but I know, you know, usually when I buy my pets their food, I always look for chicken as the first ingredient or beef, right? Uh, make sure protein is first, and then the second ingredient can be, you know, byproduct or of something. But generally, I would say ingredients, you want to make sure the first one is definitely protein. And then for cats and dogs, um, you can feed them, you know, sometimes your own cooked food so that they can also get some other source of intake, right? Uh, for my cat, I feed him wet food at night so I can make sure that he is intaking enough liquids. I know he doesn't really like to drink water, which is, I guess he's just not a thirsty cat, but I make sure he takes enough liquid so that he stays healthy. And then for my dog, I know my wife, every time we buy Costco chicken, we always make sure we buy bone in so that she'll take the bone out and then she'll take the chicken bones and then boil it and add other ingredients like carrots, celery, potatoes, chicken chunks into a bowl and add some rice to that and then mix it up so that Penelope can eat better food, you know, homemade food for a week or so that kind of changes her diet and makes her not always eating kettles. Yeah, that's great advice. I actually was thinking about a lot and how the trend now is obviously humanizing our pets and treating them like our own children. I find it really fascinating to see this because I don't own a pet, obviously. I would assume like for our generation, I would do the same, like treating them like they are our own children. And I think it's such a great test drive too to understand if you can be a great parent. And yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to give them real food because a lot of the pet food seems processed and not the most healthy. And so from what it sounds like so far, so good. No hiccups or any kind of errors. That's a sign of a great pet owner. Hope I can one day be like that as well. And just jumping into the next question, I think everyone's pretty curious, but at least from my end, I just think it's so impressive for these puppies and even kittens to a certain extent to be trained. What is that process like? And bet it's difficult, but how do you successfully train your puppy or kitten to do what you want, like peeing outside, you know, like not making a mess? Like what, how do you do that? So I think for pets, they're actually very intelligent in their nature. I know Peaches, for example, if you just show him where his cat litter is, he'll know where to go take care of his business, right? If sometimes, you know, he might poop outside because the litter is full, but that's that's on me, right? That's my fault for not cleaning it up. So I think for dogs, they also know where to pee and poop if you tell them where to pee and poop. So for example, I know people leave newspapers, pee pad in their homes. When they're away, their dogs will go pee at that designated location in the house. But typically for me, I will tell Penelope to go pee outside and poop outside backyard and then I'll clean up after her right so it took me probably three months to make sure he to make sure she never had an accident but I know my wife really sure to like give her treats when she comes in she pees she'll like point at it and tell her no really loudly I think that worked because she hasn't had an accident in a long time <laughs> but yeah definitely you, know, you gotta reinforce right uh, I think it's just like psychology right positive reinforcement always help goes a long way sometimes we'll put her in timeout if she had an accident in the house we'll count her and then let her out 10 minutes afterwards to make sure that she knows like this is a bad thing and we'll tell her you know if she needs to pee and poo go outside and I'll, I'll take her physically outside to show her like this is what she needs to do it and then after you do that five times maybe 10 times your your pet should understand you know where they should go right yeah it makes so much sense like when i think about how you have to potty train your children it's it's the exact same thing and 
I'm really glad you you sort of mentioned that aspect of positive reinforcement. I think that's something uh, we can apply to a lot of places in our lives. So that, that's really great advice. And I'm curious, what's been your favorite part of having a cat and dog? I think for me, my favorite part is when I wake up in the morning and I feed them. It's like they're like, food is here. They get so <laughs> excited to, you know, they sprint to me, following me, you know, with their food in my hand, feeding them and seeing them, you know, wake up and start a new day, right? It's definitely the most rewarding part. And then I will say when I'm working from home, Peaches, my cat really likes to come to me and <laughs> sit right next to my laptop when I'm taking meetings. He actually had a photo bomb. I'll probably say four or five of my Zoom meetings. My, <laughs> all my coworkers love him and he's known as like the cat from Jonathan's place. So it's, it's a great 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 way to you know network my co-workers through pets because a lot of them are pet owners too so it's great to you know get to know each other through their pets and i'll say penelope i go on daily walks with penelope every night or afternoon and that has kind of pushed me out to go outside and take an hour and a half walk just with her and my wife so that very peaceful uh, we get to see the neighborhood we just moved into our new house so we haven't even seen half the neighborhood but with her, it allows us to explore our neighborhood, find new trails, see our neighbors, say hi to them, and meet other dog owners as well. We actually just recently had a doggy play date <laughs> with one of our neighbor across the street, and I found out what they do, and they're incredible, and I can't wait to have more doggy play dates and find other neighbors around me that have dogs. Yeah, I love that. And it just reminds me, like, I feel like having a pet, especially a dog, will make you more social and will give you opportunities mm-hmm. to meet people randomly and not even just to, like, attract girls or anything. <laughs> but I think I think definitely some of my friends have made jokes like that. Like, oh, you have a cute I, dog. I definitely know one person who did that. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely know some people. But, no, it's just that part about, you know, being friends with your neighbor now, I think that's so interesting, so cool mm-hmm. because of Penelope. And thank you for sharing that. that. That's really valuable to know. All right. And last question on my end, what's the difference between fostering and then right out adopting a pet? And what would you advise on for newcomers? So fostering, you're really just letting the pet kind of stay with you temporarily. I know for me, when I fostered Penelope and her brother, Percy, it was three months. We didn't really know exactly when they would get adopted, but we have the place to foster them. So we allow the local shelter to kind of use our house. I'll buy food and feed them. But the local shelter will take care of everything else, like shots. They have worms when they came in, so they'll give them a medicine for those two and ask us to monitor, you know, if they still have worms in their body. So those are the type of things that, you know, you're just kind of volunteering, but with, a, with their pet in your house. So I think that's that's a great way to kind of support your, your local community. Just taking your time, putting some more effort to learning how to take care of an animal. And adopting is when you go to a local shelter and you pick out, you know, whichever pet that you vibe with the most. I think that's the most important part. You want to make sure you have the full commitment for that pet since once you adopt him or her, it's definitely yours to keep forever, right? So adopting... Very straightforward. You go into your local shelter and be like, hey, I'll like to set up time to play with a dog or a cat. And you kind of just tell them like, okay, I like this dog or this cat. I'll like to adopt him or her. And they'll give you the paperwork. You fill it out. You pay the adoption fee. Sometimes they might waive the adoption fees, but I definitely think of the adoption fee as like a donation for them to keep on saving more pets in the future. 
Got it. That, that makes a lot of sense. And just want to say again, thank you for joining me, man. It's, I know this episode is going to be recorded pretty last minute and released by the time you guys hear this on Monday. It's Sunday at almost 9 p.m. But really appreciate you for joining, Jonathan. And yeah, hope, hope you'll be back in another episode in the future. Yes, for sure. Thanks for having me. Signing off now. Best regards, Brian. And Jonathan. Thank you.